Thanks for tuning in to MANA, a short daily meditation to feed hungry souls with God's Word. These episodes were prepared by ordained ministers for a radio broadcast called Voice of the Church and are now republished by the Reformed Perspective Foundation, a Canadian charity that applies biblical truth to the issues of our time. Here's today's serving. Good day and welcome to Voice of the Church. We're glad you could be joining us today as we continue our study on Isaiah chapter 40, one of the great chapters of the Old Testament that show us the beauty and the glory of Jesus Christ. If you're joining with us today and you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, we are glad to have you listening in. It's our prayer is that you may come to know Jesus through the messages you hear here and in other places. And if you know Christ, our hope is that you might know him deeper and more truly as we strive to walk together in the ways of our God. In Isaiah chapter 40, God gives to us a message of comfort. We began our study on that last week. God delights to comfort his people. God has a heart moved with compassion to help resolve the strain and worry we feel and to help resolve that through the finished work he has done through his son, Jesus Christ. This idea of comfort, the idea of the comfort that you need to experience and I need to experience, that we want to feel consolation and encouragement to live through each day knowing God's love for us. That comfort is found as we behold the glory of the Lord. That's what the first five verses teach us. It is found in the finished work of Christ as he pays for our sin. And then in verse 5, it is found and understood as we see the glory of God revealed. And that glory is revealed in the person of Jesus Christ. Now, as we continue to study the idea of God's comfort for his people, we'll be seeing how God gives that comfort through a very, very important place. And that is his word. It is the importance of the Bible that we are hitting today. And we're going to read just a few verses about this as we study God's word together from verses 6 to 10 of Isaiah 40. There we hear these words, a voice says, cry out. And I said, what shall I cry? All men are like grass and all their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall because the breath of the Lord blows on them. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of our God stands forever. You who bring good tidings to Zion, go up on a high mountain. You who bring good tidings to Jerusalem, lift up your voice with a shout. Lift it up. Do not be afraid. Say to the towns of Judah, Behold your God. Now, as we begin to open up this idea, how do we come to know the comfort of God? How do we get to see the glory of God revealed? What we taught last week is that we see that glory revealed in the face of Jesus Christ. But how do we see the face of Christ? How do we know who God is as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? The Bible teaches us that God reveals himself in his word. Jesus' great words to the students of Scripture in his day when he said to them, You search the Scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life. But these are they which testify of me. John 5.39 These are they which testify of me. How do we know Jesus? We know him through the word of God. And that's where Isaiah is taking us in Isaiah chapter 40. As he's spoken the message from God to receive comfort for the people of God, as he's pointed to the coming of the Savior, as he's spoken of the glory of the Lord revealed, now the message has a bit of a change. And from verses 6 to 10, the Bible begins, verses 6 to 9, pardon me, the Bible begins to show us the importance of God's word. This word has come to Isaiah. This word is coming to you right now. 
And this word is trustworthy, and this word will last. I don't know if you've had any trouble following all the news you've been receiving now and knowing which part of the news is true. So many different things come in and so many different messages can be heard based on where you tune in. And sometimes we find this constant battle between one news station and another, each one giving a different perspective and claiming they bring the truth. Well, it's amazing how many things will change over time. I remember when I was a young father that we were told that babies had to sleep upon their back. That was the necessary way for babies to sleep to avoid any kind of danger to the little ones in their night. And yet, before all our kids were finished coming, we were told, No, no, not anymore. Don't have your babies on their back. They must be on their stomachs. And then it was switched to the side. Sometimes we have our theories. Sometimes we know in part. But we must realize how we don't know in full. Well, what is trustworthy? And what will endure? Beloved, the Bible, the Word of God will endure. And that's the message we hear today. Isaiah 40, verse 6, a voice says, Cry out, and I said, What shall I cry? All men are like grass, and all their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers, and the flowers fall, because the breath of the Lord blows on them. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers, and the flowers fall, but the Word of our God stands forever. The Bible looks at things like flowers. It looks at the grass that you can water all summer and then forget for a day and suddenly it turns brown. The Bible looks at these things and says, you know what? These flowers, this grass, it's a lot like the human race. All men are like grass, says God's word. And all their glory, like the flowers of the field. It's intriguing. This verse is not just speaking about the human race in our being mortal. It's not just speaking about how the fact is that we will all one day die. To the contrary, it says that even our glory, even our, the word there in the Hebrew stands for things like faithfulness, our love, our devotion, all our great commitments, all our great endeavors pass away. They, they fade. When I was in college, I fell in love with the woman who is now my wife. And when I came to seek her hand and see if she would date me, I came to her dorm and knocked upon the door and entered this foreign land of a dorm of young ladies, the one of which I hoped would go out with me. And as I came into their dorm, they had a sign on the wall across from the front door. And the sign said this from Proverbs 20, verse 6. Many a man claims to have unfailing love, but a faithful man, who can find? Now, there is a verse to put on the wall of a dorm of girls at college. Many a man claims to have unfailing love, but a faithful man, who can find? You know what those ladies were saying to all those potential suitors coming into their door? And they were saying, listen, you may talk the talk. You may speak the right words, but we're not looking just for words. Many a man claims to have unfailing love. We want to see the faithfulness that comes behind it. Isaiah 46, verse 6 says this, The faithfulness doesn't come behind it. All men are like grass in all their glory, like the flower of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall. There have been philosophies. There have been claims of truth. There have been five-step programs that will tell you the way to a happy and joyful life, but they will all fail. 
all our glory, all our best efforts, all our greatest wisdom as a human race cannot endure and stand up to the beauty and the truth and the character that is found in the word of God. The word of our God, says the scriptures, stands forever. The Bible is the enduring word of truth. How do we know who God is? It's not simply about what we feel. Feelings are important. Feelings are beautiful in the Bible. The Bible praises feelings to have joy in the Lord, to feel sorrow over sin. These are feelings God would have us have, but our feelings are not the determination of what is true. Our feelings are too inconsistent, too human. Truth, however, comes from God. Truth rests upon what does not change the word of our God that stands and endures forever. How do we know Christ? How do we see the glory of the Lord revealed in this world? How do we understand and experience the comfort God has for us? We must learn to trust God's word more than our feelings, to trust God's message more than our own hearts. I want to talk about this practically a little bit this this day and and ask, what does this mean? It means a few things. First of all, what what it means for those who stand outside of Christ, what does it mean today if you are not a Christian? Well, sometimes we may not be Christians, we may not know what it is to live for the Lord, and we may feel like everything is going pretty well, that we're doing okay. One of the challenges, one of the ways we share the gospel is to ask people on the streets sometimes, if you were to die today, and you came to the gates of heaven, and God said, why should I let you in, what would you answer? When you ask that question to people, they have a variety of answers. Some people say, I don't think I should be let into heaven. They may feel the weight of their wrongdoing and recognize they don't deserve to go into into heaven. Other people will often say, well, God should let me into heaven because I'm not so bad. And many people aren't so bad. When we compare ourselves on the scale of the human race and we see what some people have done, surely many of us can be thankful we're not as bad as we could be. The problem is... Our eternal destination isn't based upon how we rank in comparison to everyone else around us. Our eternal destination is based upon how we rank in the eyes of a sovereign God. The word of God says that there is one name under heaven given among men by which we may be saved, Acts 4.12. It's the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. If we do not know the grace that God gives us in Christ... No matter how we may feel, the Bible teaches us we will be condemned. We will be judged. And so, if we are trusting our feelings over the word of God and we don't know Christ, my call to you today is to realize you will fade away. All your glory, your loyalty, your faithfulness will not measure up. It will disappear like a flower, unwatered, dried out in the heat of the sun. But the word of God stands forever. Now, that word of God offers you eternal life. That word of God offers you forgiveness. That word of God offers you a way for you to be saved by coming to the Savior, by seeing God in the face of Christ, by confessing sin and asking for God to have mercy upon you. In this way, we need to understand the word of God above our feelings. But what about those who may be saved today? What about those who may know Christ already? How should we trust the word of God above our feelings? Well, there are several things we need to say here. First and foremost, I want you to understand this. So often the devil will cause us to feel as if God could never forgive us a particular sin. 
The devil will cause us to feel as if God may not love us because we know the reality and the dirt within our own hearts. In these kinds of situations, we need to remember the glory of man is not what saves us. The feeling of man is not what saves us. The word of God is what endures. And what does the word of God teach us? There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. There is nothing in heaven and earth that can separate us from the love of God that is found in Christ Jesus our Lord. To stand upon the word of God means we trust God's word over our feelings, over our emotions, and we let the reality of God's word become the thing that shapes our response, shapes our joy, and teaches us what is true. May we know what it is to see the word of God, to believe it stands forever, and in reading it, to behold the living God in the face of Jesus Christ. We'll continue our study on Isaiah 40 in the week to come. We wish you the Lord's blessings as you go through your days. May the word of God sit well with you. May you open it and read it and find it will indeed endure forever and show you the eternal God, the Lord's blessings. <laughs> 